like an italian uncle who's like it's, as you can see my hair like i need to shower it's laundry day i'm just chilling i woke up like an hour and a half ago so. well what you need is a smirnoff ice straight from yeah the yeah i look <laughs> see i look like i drink smirnoff ice i'm wearing a beater doesn't this <laughs> hey we fit we props there we go there we go <laughs> we're just doing a podcast here on a sunday yeah, afternoon what the fuck what are you talking about man i'm just drinking hey, welcome to welcome drunk. to forget about it the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Julio Jones, forget about it. Forget about it. You put him there with Derrick Henry. Oh, just wait till the Instagram. Yeah, but yours is great because it requires nothing but creative effort. Which you too much. <laughs> too much of that. Yeah, like, you bottle it up a little bit. <laughs> it's finding that sweet spot. I keep telling you. Yeah, man. I, I zoom. I, I aim for it. I aim for it. And that's where I'm at. I, I found, like, I can't smoke too much weed. I can't get, like, I can't drink too much coffee. I can't, like, wake up immediately and do it. There's, like, a, I got to be up for at least an hour and a half. Put some water into me. Smoke just a little bit of weed. And I'm, like, McChatty mode. Like, I'm ready to be like, what's up? <laughs> what's up? What's up, Well, that's August? what I do. I usually, because I find that says in response to the uh, homeless debate the donation debate because he's on your side he said uh, it's because there's an ulterior motive he says yes giving a branded shirt to a homeless person in need it's not solely for the humanitarian cause but the act also benefits your brand product it's not charity or even kindness it's an act of advertising Thank Otherwise, you. you would just offer a regular shirt. The moment you make it your merch shirt, you're creating an ulterior motive, beneficial for yourself. Ethico, eth- ethically questionable, case closed, bitch. Please read this to Matt. Thank you. Hunter, tell David. I, I might message David. Also Thank in my you, David. He says, also in my darker moments, I've eaten 7 Eleven taquitos, so I recognize my <laughs> judgment is questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you or her? That's him. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Style and your physique, and I ain't trying to critique, but 
shooters have a good drink, so what's up? What you sipping on? It's no problem. Black and gold bottles like a pro. New Orleans. A shiny, I'm far from a saint, but I got two A's that look the same. Is that on purpose? <laughs> DC, that's me, huh? My body's saying, Friday, and 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 Friday, what? Yeah, there you go. Oh, uh, it's all fucked up. We gotta do that. Wait, again. wait, 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 wait. Do yeah. I sound like now you're good. Now you're good. Maybe I accidentally slid that out of the bottom there and that was Why did it sound like it was coming through my laptop? Yes. Hundo oh, P. God. All right, Hundo hold P. on. Wait. You're good now. No, you're totally you're good. good. Excellent. All right, I know what try- time. You wanna run that back? I'll save that for the <laughs> outro reel. I'll save that for the outro reel there. <laughs> the fuck did I Oh okay. my god. All right. Sorry about that. It is 2.52 p.m. Sunday, June 6, 2021. Episode 37 of the fucking A podcast. My name is Matt. This is Dan. What's going on there, Mr. Smirnoff Ice? Mr. One Liter Twist Cap, how you doing? And I see how you're trying to deflect to make fun of me after you just botched the intro and listen, forgot your own listen. name. You're necking a fucking one liter bottle of Smirnoff Ice but, in a yeah, life I year. am. It's 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon, and I'm going back to work tomorrow after four weeks of not being at work. So you that know is- what? going back that is going back to work vibes i have that's, to agree that's right i mean i'm wearing a v-neck that goes down to my nipples and shows off my fucking small ass gold chain so yeah, i'm no better two chest hairs that you probably got sprouting there my italians my little guys oh you got a couple that's all right i got it's, I, it's, I don't have that many either it's from I'm the actually... espresso i drank as a student in the at the lunch rooms <laughs> is that is that how that happened yeah, i'm convinced Italian... that these couple are from drinking whiskey Oh man, the Italian guys pulled me in. I made it into their circle. The old Italian guys when I was a student. They're like, come in here. You want espresso? It's like fucking 2 a.m. They'd have espresso every day. And I got into the circle. These guys would just give me a fucking nice ass cup of espresso every day. Put chest hair on me. I'm uh I'm looking forward to reading about this in your memoir one day. It'll be there. Oh, it'll be there. Those were good times, man. Yeah. Those were good times. Chapter like chapter like five or six, a little short one, a little a little interjection of an anecdote, perhaps. Bro, they put me on to uh they put me on to California sandwiches. I, I gotta say thank you to those guys, you know. They knew what was up. They right. knew what was up. Recommendation. We don't for we don't forget our friends here. Oh, never. Not on this podcast. Um episode thirty seven. Thirty seven, buddy. Three seven. Uh, the Rodney Harrison. Damn, you get a good memory. I was just thinking, I'm like, Not there's bad. no players I can think of with 37. But yeah, good call. Not bad. That's good. That's good. The non-sports fans are like, oh god, we're still in our Chargers phase though. We're hard hitting. We're fucking, you know, coming at him. That's true. We don't speak uh, about his later years. Yeah, I didn't trade crushed you yet. all of our dreams. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt and I want to thank you guys for joining us uh, again for another episode. Uh, great, great reviews of our last episode. People seem to really enjoy the random ass questions, Matthew. So, uh, a little, a, a fucking a round of applause for for you executing. Thank you, executing that thank sentence, you. executing that segment, but also executing the creative concept of question asking as well at the same time. Oh, it's- so. <laughs> who's who's ever thought of asking someone a question before right it's genius it's genius i i think it was maybe the manner of questions you were asking that <laughs> might have been a little bit in the question but nevertheless we we seem to be seem to be highly enjoyable so if you haven't heard that episode anybody you you know pause this boring one and go back and listen to 36 and uh and and hear matt's creative mind all over the track you uh you won't Spin be disappointed heat. yeah you have been oh um we're both at least halfway now. Vax. Yeah, we're Pfizer bros. Were we a couple of Pfizer bros? Pfizer yeah. bros. Coming at you live. A couple of microchip brainwashed podcast and Pfizer bros. Um, here to synthetic vaccines. Here to uh, so so um, 
Um, what's your three favorite reasons for for loving our Lord and Savior Bill Gates? Uh, uh, what are your three reasons? He didn't do Steve Wozniak dirty, so I, I give him right. points there. Right. Um, he brings water to African children that have yes. mud water. Yes, praise be to, to Lord bottles. Gates. Yes, of course. Of course. And he what else has he done for me nothing that's it i've never used i've never used a microsoft computer ever in my life so. he's just put the world's most eligible bachelorette on the market that's Good true reason. that's true thank you but Mr. but Bates. i am i am humble and i realize that melinda's a little bit out of my out of my pay range bro that's true. i don't think i can swing that high i'm not a, i'm you. not a, i'm not a teacher right no no those, those rich divorcees seem to like teachers <laughs> <laughs> that's true she wants somebody who works with the children doesn't brainwash them right so yeah super quick shout out though to okay. the the hangar sports place in north york the vaccine place i went to dude it's the most efficient smooth shit i i was so fucking impressed so fucking impressed with how that went down dude like yeah. it it was dope it was dope it was, I got it nothing was pretty but good smooth where i was too i don't know if it was the same for you maybe you can tell me but like where i went i went to the convention center here or, okay. or like fairgrounds convention center it's weird anyways they um it was it was simple literally walk right in check in go to one place fill out a piece of paper hand it back go to another spot they're like go sit there and then from there they picked it was just like point to point all the way yeah, through the building super was like, efficient go here and do this okay okay now go here and do this go here and do this and then eventually at some point you go to a spot and a person gives you the needle and then they're like okay hey, go wait there for 15 minutes and then you're free to go yep i'm like okay they uh it's it's well staffed, obviously. Nurses know what they're doing, but they're and obviously they keep it social distance. But the yeah. the efficiency of like there was never any like downtime, like the only downtime I had was like walking between the station of like okay, I just need to read you these couple things on this page so you understand like ah. do you, are are you anaphylactic to any sort of fucking vaccine? No, you know negative. Blah blah blah. Okay, off to the next one. Is this your address? Is this your email? Is this yeah. you know off to the next spot? Okay, are you ready? Yep, there you go. So. Yeah, just nothing but good things to say. But back to the, back to the funny stuff. Back to the good stuff. But I, I just gotta, I gotta give a shout out. Well, to hey, the wait, like, hold on, wait. Did you get? Did you have the same set of side effects? I do you get the sore arm or were you tired? Oh as yeah, fuck? oh that yeah, was, yeah. The it felt like I worked like a twelve hour shift and didn't eat any food the day before, and then like had to go back into work. Is how I felt. Like yeah. I was just like I was tired. And my arm was. I got that like sore heaviness. The second day was worse, but I yeah. took a couple Advil and it was like. I almost forgot about it. So I got, I got lucky. Nothing. Yeah, too, too I bad. had the exact same thing. Actually, I, I was, I was thinking the other day, like I was tired within about an hour. Like I got home and I was sitting around for a little bit and I was like, Oh, I feel fine. Don't feel anything. And then about like an hour and a half after I got home, I was like, I would kill for a nap right now. So yeah. I just was like, fuck it. I'm, it must be the vac. So I'm just going to go sleep. Like if, if the price you have to pay is just like take a nap and drink some water. I'm like, God, this is already like half my life. Like, yeah, I don't even want to parrot things. parrot stuff I've heard because I don't know if stuff is true or not, and I don't I don't want to put any false narrative of vaccines and you know synthetic and yada yada. I I don't yeah, fucking yeah. know, but I'm I'm glad I got it, dog. I'm glad I got it. So. Yeah, I don't have no like, ding ding ding. We're, we're in the normal category of human beings who who are like, oh, did people who dedicate their whole life to incredibly complicated science decided that this was a good idea? Well, like, okay. <laughs> Like, anyways, I know we spend we spend too much time on the conspiracy people. We we uh yeah, I gotta get enjoy off the beating them up. I gotta beat um, myself up, okay? Because like I do dumb shit too, so I can't I can't fucking completely point the figure. So the other night, 
the other night i went to watch the new saw movie okay that chris rock did so chris rock has taken over the saw franchise and has rebooted it right but it's yeah. called spiral okay so it takes place in the same universe so like the jigsaw saw universe but it's called spiral yada yada so anyway dog i got i thought he directed it i didn't know that he like actually starred in it right so i put on the movie spiral and i'm like 30 minutes into it and it's following this gay couple that moves to a small town and there's some weird shit going on. And I'm like, OK, cool. Like, where's what? What did you do like that? Jigsaw is going to punish you for kind of shit, right? Like you yeah. cheating on your husband, this or that dog. I got like 20 minutes in and I'm like, all right, what the fuck's going on here? I get another 10 minutes after that. And I'm like, all right, like what the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> so I go to Google and Wikipedia come to find out there's a movie called Spiral. That's a horror thriller that was made a year ago that I was fucking watching by accident uh, instead of actually <laughs> watching Saw. So, <laughs> it's a fucking dump out. I look at the director. It's like completely different name. No Chris Rock. I'm like, wait a second. Wait a fucking second here. <laughs> Check it out and realize, no, I'm an idiot. But I'd been watching for 30 minutes, so I was already invested. So I'm like, I got to fucking finish this So did you shit. finish the movie? I did. I and, did. And, it, and your it was, review? It was okay, and then it got really fucking weird. <laughs> really fucking weird. It went to, like, some supernatural shit that I was like, why? Like, why you do oh. this? Why you do this? It came back, but then it, it also just... It, it was fucking... It was fucked. But, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dumbass, and I literally spent 30 minutes before I realized I watched the wrong fucking movie. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well done. I mean, that's an understandable mistake. Same genre, same title is like you, you might not even be the only person who's ever done that. If you had told me that, like you were 30 minutes in and it was like a romantic comedy, I was going to be like, whoa, OK, I mean, well, OK, buddy, like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> yeah, like they moved to a nice neighborhood and then, you know, shenanigans ensue with the neighbors, like something like that. Oh, I don't know. I I ended up actually watching Saw last night. I got super fucked up. I was like, it's Saturday night. I'm going to watch this movie. Haley had fallen asleep. And then I'm like 20 minutes in and boom, it's filmed in Toronto. It's fucking sick, man. Oh. It was at Bay subway station. I was like, oh shit, Chris Rock's at Bay. Like that's, that's dope. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's true. Like being from Toronto, whenever I see anything filmed in that city, I completely incapable of paying attention to it. That fucking Leo, like, oh, Leonardo look. DiCaprio meme where's the beer and the cigarette. It's point at the screen yeah, that's like, exactly it. that's <laughs> yeah like the hand handmaid's tale or something you're like this city hall like, yeah. look at this, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh i think the boys was me. filmed there too and i was same thing was i was watching the boys uh, and i was like that's that's like the fucking uh i think the like anybody who's seen the boys on amazon it's it's the the like superhero headquarter building is oh, okay boy thompson hall but, oh, OK. You know how Roy Thompson Hall is like that circular glass, right? They yep. like CGI, like imagine if Roy Thompson Hall was like a 60 story glass tower protruding. Oh, from that. they just kind of doubled it up on top. Yeah, sort of, it's right? like the base oh, okay. is like is that. But then they like CGI, like a big like superhero corporate building on top of it. I'm like, but even still, every time I see it, I'm like, I know that place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, now we, we need to keep uh, someone in someone in our thoughts this episode. Um, you know, from from a part of the world that we relate to a little bit. Um, keep uh, keeping your thoughts and your prayers. The canine weed sniffing dogs of America, who, as it turns out, are falling on some hard economic times at the moment. Um, as marijuana gets legalized in America, it uh, it appears that that now there is a severe work shortage for drug sniffing dogs. Um, police. Boo-hoo. Furry companions are <laughs> out of work. 
Yes, I know. It's it's pretty it's pretty rough, you know. I mean, the the pandemic hit a lot of people hard, but never thought canine about the canines, bro. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe we can teach them how to code, and they can move into a new industry. You know what I mean? Like, we saw what happened when monkeys type. It doesn't it doesn't go so well, right? Like, <laughs> what job market are they gonna move into? What 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 resume am I gonna help them print? You could smell weed, so what could you, you could bust college parties? No, I now, guess that shit's legal though. So yeah. Apparently, the problem with these dogs, I didn't know this actually. I did learn this from from reading this stupid article, but they they said that you can't retrain these dogs, apparently, to smell something else. Like once they're trained to smell weed and track weed, they they don't get retrained to have some other sort of scent detection. Like that's yeah, they're like what? set. What? So like, once you're a weed trained dog, it's like that's it. Like. You know what I mean? Like expand your expand your nose horizons, dog. Come on. Come on. Don't get locked into one genre. One genre. It's like, of it's drug. like when you take out a student loan for a degree that doesn't work for you like me. Then all of a sudden, like, I up. can't go back and get another one. I like, still pay <laughs> for this one. But so, uh, yeah, keep, keep the uh, keep the furry uh, canine friends in your thoughts, um, you know, for the for the course of this episode. May they uh, may they find better economic times in the future. Yeah. Shout out to the canine squads. Fuck off, fucking bastards! I don't care if they're unemployed. I'll adopt them. They'd be cool. Maybe they could tell me where I lost my weed in that. Where my weed <laughs> yeah, go? There you go. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it's over here, Dad. You could Thanks, start. Bud. How about this? You start a new service. Okay, it's an app, and it's it's gonna be like my find my weed. And you can like call <laughs> somebody to your house, and they'll be like, they'll bring a canine, and I'll be like, all right, find the weed. The dog will find it. And you'll be like, oh. Sock drawer, of course. Like, thanks, dog. Thanks, Keep a treat. Dog. Yeah, exactly. Off he goes. <laughs> that'll be a, like, that'll be twenty-two dollars, please. Like, okay. I don't have any money. Uh, <laughs> can you, can get, I can give you some weed. <laughs> oh, that probably turn it. That turn into a fetish real quick. Some fuck it. You show up, some guy, f- hugely overweight guy's house. Horse my weed. Find it. The dog's like sniffing his ass. Oh, I don't know. Well, that's Is it a- in there. You're you have an endless talent for fiction. Do you know that? <laughs> I've read too much Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> I don't know who should be more insulted. You or Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> no, he'd be like he'd be like, excellent Padawan. He's like Weird Al in the corner, like just nodding his head. Like Good job. we've we've established before that that's the uh, that's the niche market you're heading for. Yeah, you've got Weird to- Al. Weird yeah, you've got your compass pointed. <laughs> <I can see>. <laughs> <laughs> Much like you, I'm creative, but I'm not creative enough to completely create my own stuff. I need to remix, et cetera, and so forth. Right. You need to take other people's shit and uh, and and make something out of it. Let's repurpose it, right? I'm a recycler. <laughs> right. I believe in the three R's. You, you don't believe in the three R's? I said I believe in the three R's. What do you mean? I'm not anti-recycling, although I do know the realities of it, thanks to your enlightening podcast. We could try. Um, we could try. Why don't we try starting a misinformation campaign? See if it works. We'll start an anti-recycling. Like there'll be like anti-recycling rallies. <laughs> Yo, Doug, like, this is part of the liberal agenda. Like, let's, go down, let's go down to Queens Park. It just ends up in the garbage anyway. Yeah. Down with recycling. Oh. Down with recycling. <laughs> <laughs> just get like a megaphone. This is perfect. Beep, you'll, beep, end, you'll end back up on the website as like a meme. And then like we'll make fun of you. This is how we're, we're I'm telling you, the, the aim of the show is we're eventually going to create by being idiots ourselves. We'll create the content that we will then use on our own show. Exactly. So a little uh, vertical integration. The Genius. podcast again. We read news articles about ourselves and our yeah, escapades. Things that you did in public. <laughs> and our entanglements. <laughs> Actually, speaking of speaking of rallies and parks, um, 
yeah, I was, I was, I was texting you about this yesterday, but I was, Oh, I'm ready. I'm for within, the story. yeah, I'm within earshot uh, here in London of Victoria park, the main, the main park here in the city, which is where all the rallies of any kind take place. And, uh, and yesterday really loud. This is what I mean. Like it was like blaring there more decibels than there probably were people at this event, but I could hear this anti mask, anti lockdown COVID freedom rally shit here. Like the sound was like bouncing off the apartment buildings in the downtown area. It was so loud. Bump it. Fuck COVID. It was genuinely bumping, but I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear a crowd. That was the thing. I could hear the stage, but I couldn't hear a crowd at all. I couldn't hear anybody like cheering the event. But um, the most notable part of it was the freestyle or not the freestyle, just the rapping. The like the musical perform live musical performance. Because I mean, dog, (sighs) if there's one event, who who doesn't want to go? to an out live outdoor music to hear some freedom rap i mean this is what our soldiers died for for you to get on stage and rap about covid being fake yeah now <laughs> i can't i can't remember any of the lyrics because it was far away enough that like it was a little echoey and hit. like i couldn't make out what the yeah. guy was saying but you know what you can tell from distance is beat structure this guy i mean you know when someone's trying to trying too hard to say something in, a, in 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 any sort of hip-hop so they just end up having more syllables than they do beats so they, they don't understand cadence and fucking how yes. many beats fit per bar yeah yo i know all about those guys i could hear freedom a lot and then i could hear stuff like like uh to to paraphrase but just like rap lines of like and then you're gonna tell me what to do when i'm out in public but it's like there was only four beats in that those oh, words God. so it was just rushed and then like half the chorus is already gone and it's like yeah yeah <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's it no that you i think you nailed it that's it i that's, need to yeah. that's my next troll campaign i'm gonna put my creative rap features into anti-covid propaganda and just see how many people bite Doug, i mean uh, let me let me tell you this the bar you have to clear for quality rhymes is pretty fucking low so i mean you want a market where you know if you're good you could really rise to the top they'd be like yo man have you heard uh what, what's a good fucking anti-covid rap name anti-covid rap name i don't know needles. email the podcast uh, if you have a good anti-covid needle, rapper no. name uh, fneh podcast at gmail.com what's your what is your covid anti-covid freestyle rap name vax power Va- <laughs> Um, no that's like that's no, someone that's, for the, that's who yeah. they battle against basically yeah that's right uh um, the plant you call me plandemic p <laughs> <laughs> coming to the stage plandemic p yo 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 yo, yo. Yeah. everybody put your masks in the air throw them away like you just don't care Oh, dog, you just that just reminds me of like those terrible. No, I'm a white guy and I'd like to say vaccines aren't cool. Don't get them. OK, uh, Some terrible shit like that. Well, when everybody oh in the crowd God. is like 60 years and older and like show yeah. them from their Facebook group invite, yeah. like, that's what you need. That's yeah. right. I can follow along to this shit song. Hey, Helen, I'm getting jiggy with it. <laughs> oh, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, in that same vein, I have a I have a I have an article slash study here for you. OK, so speaking of covid conspiracies. Researchers have found that just 12 people 
are responsible for the bulk of misleading claims and outright lies told about COVID-19 and shared on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The, quote, disinformation dozen, as they call them, produced 65% of the shares of anti-vaccine misinformation on social media platforms. They have identified these 12 people. There's a conglomerate of misinformation, people. That's a thing. Oh, my God. Surprise, surprise. I'll give you a few of them. Because 12 is too many. It would be its own episode, probably. Rules of, rules of three. Stick to comedy. Rule of okay, three. Okay, rule of three. Okay, I'll <laughs> give you the first one. Dr. Joseph Mercola, a Fuck successful you. anti-vaccine entrepreneur peddling dietary supplements and false cures as alternatives to vaccines. Ah, so he's trying to get some money on the other end. Okay. Mercola's combined personal social media accounts have 3.6 million followers. Of course they do. Uh, that's just yeah. the ones that you know about that he's not fucking, you know, moonlighting on his other burners. Mr. Uh, Mercola also shares memes that say things like forced vaccination is a part of the plan to reset the global economic system. Now, global vaccine passports are being introduced, and it's a matter of time before vaccine status will be a prerequisite for travel. Well, yeah, probably because, probably. you know, the disease. But, <laughs> anyways, next up, let's see. There's, there's a couple of good ones. Okay, I'll introduce you to Ty and Charlene Bollinger, who are anti-vax entrepreneurs. Again, anti-vax entrepreneurs. Is that just like the... There's, a, there's, there's a market bullshit? for everything, bro. There's a market for yeah. everything. And, what, and uh, what do you guys do? Oh, we're actually anti-vax and entrepreneurs. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We yeah. sell misinformation and false hope. And we also, and, and, you know, we basically just kill people. But they We sell... We sell, uh, you know, vitamins and like ground bone meal that's supposed to get your dick hard or something like that. Like we we sell hydrochlor hydro. What's that shit called? Hy- the Trump hydroxychloroquine. Is that it? Hydroxychloroquine. That's, that's it. Yeah, just to <laughs> inject some bleach. You know, no big deal. Yeah, we're heavy. We we're big shareholders in Clorox or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Ty and Charlene Bollinger run a network of accounts that market books and DVDs about vaccines. I mean, they're still marketing DVDs, like, okay. But vaccines, cancer, and COVID-19. In 2020, they launched the United Medical Freedom Super PAC just ahead of the United States presidential elections. The Bollingers have heavily promoted the conspiracy theory about Bill Gates planning to inject everyone with microchips. Bill Gates already, like, he missed the market, okay? He didn't put the phones in our hands. Steve Jobs put the phones in our hands. He got us microchipped already, not Bill I mean, Gates. Bill Gates must right. have, like, smudged this motherfucker's Pumas at, like, a fundraiser or something, and this guy was like, I'm going to fucking get you. Yeah, he didn't Honey, snub- we're going to get him and that wife of his. <laughs> he snubbed his fucking anti-vax entrepreneurship startup. Yeah, the guy's just like, oh, hi, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gates. Mr. Gates, it's a pleasure to meet you. He just walks right by him. He's like, I'm going to get you somehow bastard just wait till i start my anti-vaccine company you're gonna be so mad yo all right, i'll give you one more all right hmm some good ones here oh i'll give you aaron elizabeth aaron elizabeth is the partner to joseph mercola and runs health nut news a prominent quote Jesus. alternative health website affiliated newsletter and social media accounts She sells stickers that say, I didn't get my flu shot because I'm smart enough to realize that the medical industry prefers a chronically ill population over a healthy one. You wear that in public? You wear that in front of people? 
you chronically ill populations. So instead of protecting myself from the virus, I, I am smart enough not to get it. You're imagining you're in public and you see somebody wearing a, I didn't get the flu shot. Oh, I can hundred percent. I can hundred percent believe that, bro. I've seen similar shit already, dog. Do you realize that like I drive downtown Toronto every and like walk and take the subway every day, right? There are random dudes that walk around with giant signs painted across their body that say pandemic and shit like that. Like it's (laughs) (laughs) the only thing is the only thing is those guys are reaching maybe six or seven people on the corner that are laughing at them. Yeah, not four million. One of the 12 that is that is spreading the misinformation to the entire planet. Now You go through like like you go through this this list of people and and the number of people they reach. It's just like millions 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 like they all still have active accounts like facebook all these they haven't done shit to these people they just like put they literally like they're the people who like just post on their facebook like uh you bet this is a must read and then a link and then this, they just walk away and you're like oh you know how many grandmas are about to read that no now apparently they use code word tactics to oh, avoid God. being caught by the algorithms which are trying to stop people from spreading mm-hmm. shit like this so one of the things they do in their youtube videos is apparently hold up their v fingers they they do v's instead of saying the word vaccine v's up fucking v's a up. v's up fucking a v's. episode 37 v's up Pfizer, Pfizer bros v's up for the Pfizer. are we gonna do we have to like beef with the moderna folks now yeah, we gotta fucking fight them in the streets. Is it like uh is it gonna be like the outsiders or something? Just like hey, hey, how hey. are you? Hey, Moderna. Just like, pull the switch pull the switchblade out, like heard you got the organic vaccine. I heard you've been talking to some of our Pfizer girls, huh? We got them synthetic bitches. You ain't touching them. <laughs> We're about a micro trip superiority over here. Mercury deposits in your arm code words to avoid the algorithms we we need to keep that in mind for future once once people start hearing what we say on this show yeah but these a lot of these people are also apparently getting their accounts blocked which means what do you think their defense is now that they're being banned from social we're, media for we're the shit? speaking the truth and they're 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 silencing us yeah that's ex- exactly <laughs> fucking right that's right so actually speaking of which what do you think this is a little late because it was a few weeks ago but what did you think of joe rogan saying that thing about how like this keeps up white white men will never be allowed to speak again what, what did you as a couple of white dudes what do you think what do you think uh, of him saying that shit uh, i i feel like with his platform and stuff like that it's like you can't say anything about being silenced in any way shape or form because you've reached the most ears ever with your podcast like you're the most successful one pretty much right yeah. so i feel like anything naturally that he's gonna say about that is like come on dog Come on, dog. Like you're taking the fucking piss. But with that being said, um, he does get shit on a lot of times literally for being a white dude because it's he always takes the up the the idea that like I'm a dummy. Don't listen to what I have to say. I'm not a doctor. Like I don't fucking know shit. I'm just like I just regurgitate shit I fucking hear, which is kind of an issue because of how popular he's gotten now. But if you check his comment sections, bro, it's always like people attack him, just call him a fucking stupid, like white muscle head. I get where you're coming from. I think his part of I think like I, I don't like the guy at all. Like, to tell you the truth, I really I, I okay. think his I think his like meteoric rise from like reinventing himself and being an inspiring story into like sheer fuckhead realm was was pretty quick to me. Like whether or not you're the kind of person who's like 
yo, I'm a dummy. You really shouldn't listen to me is irrelevant when you're that famous. Like, like I do a podcast where I take smart stuff and I try to tell people about it in a way. Right. But, and I would of course say I'm a dummy. Don't listen to me, but the information I'm providing isn't like bullshit. I'm not like reading Fox news and then being like, but I'm just a dummy. Don't listen to me. Like he's a guy who reaches too many people and people like too much to be like, to plead. Like he's too far gone beyond pleading ignorance now you know what i mean fair enough yeah i get like, that i get that you can't still when you've done five thousand hours of published content and you're being paid a hundred million dollars for your platform like you're into the personal responsibility phase about what information he also sells he's also like all these guys he's he sells supplements and dude we get the i send you these instagram ads yep. for like yep. alpha brain neural yep. enhancement pills like what the f he's a fucking peddler like all these people Doug, we'd be hawking that we hawk t-shirts. 100%, 100%. My thing with Joe Rogan is I don't listen. I actually don't listen to it that often. I listen to it every once in a while, but I don't go to Joe Rogan for Joe Rogan. I go to Joe Rogan for his guests. Like he'll be like, oh shit, you have yeah. fucking Dave Chappelle in here. Oh shit, you have Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like I listen to that. So like, I never really care about what Joe's opinion is. I don't mind. I think he's fine at leading a conversation. I'm there for what the experts say. And when yeah. he says some dumb shit, the experts are like immediately like, no, 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 it's this. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. So that's that's the why I'm like whatever with it, but I don't listen to fucking every episode. Well, like it's, it's that's true. He is he is a he's a meathead gorilla. It's bro, the like people who up. he has on who like. I just feel like you should be self aware enough uh, if you're that big to know like you have a certain. He knows he's got a certain brand of listener, like guys like him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like meathead dudes who are like, yeah, don't fuck yeah. podcast. Fucking love JRE, bro. The experience, all day, bro. All night. That's what I mean. Like you should know that, but but like in terms of like white guys being silenced, like oh no, like it was, it was a tiny little violin for you. Like yeah, facts. I feel you. I just I he reaches too many ears to say anything about being silenced. That's all I'm saying. Pretty much. Well, well, you break your silence, my friend. And and what do you uh what do you got? Okay, so so he left and he went to Texas, right? Like yes. he moved from Cali there. Well, I got a man from Texas who left home and came back. Down in Corpus Christi, Texas, this guy left his house for a couple weeks, came home. There's a dead woman in his bed. Uh, OK, yeah, dude. So he leaves the apartment, calls the cops. Uh, so this is literally all still coming out as we speak. So the medical examiners have still yet to determine the cause of death. Uh, the names are also currently unreleased because it hasn't been a crime committed right. technically yet. Right. So the, the police are quoted as saying, other than the strange position of the body in the location, we're not seeing any major signs of foul play right now. Houston Police Department Lieutenant Wilkins said we don't have any phone calls and we don't have any blood or anything like that right now. Huh. So I'm, I'm asking you, one, if you went on vacation and came back and seen a fucking dead body <laughs> in your bed, what do you do? <laughs> Two, what do you think happened? What do you for, think happened, well, Doug? Well, for one, I would do exactly what this guy did, which is go Fucking outside leave, immediately. Leave don't touch anything. Yeah. I, like, I'm literally not <laughs> touching anything anywhere. Yeah, I'd, I'd hop in and get a nap. And once I was rested, refreshed, refreshed, I'll call the police. Yeah. Make uh, it up what, your story. Uh, OK, so wait, no. Did I enter? Did I did I leave? Uh, I, there's so many details you have to know. You'd be like, were there any signs of forced entry? Like, did, yeah, like no, how did they nothing. get in? No like, fucking no story yet whatsoever. Everything's still coming. Maybe. Out, so. 
you know those stories about like you hear every now and then there's like some woman finds out there's like been a man living in her attic for like a year you know what i mean they're like i I fridge food was disappearing from the fridge and i never knew why and the next thing i know there's a guy like simpsons treehouse of horror episode pretty much but like maybe that was it maybe this woman was like living in like his attic and then he left for vacation and she was like time to take a nap and then she just like had a heart attack fucking just died (laughs) (laughs) just doing the laundry when he's gone doesn't even notice yeah, this guy's yeah, down for maybe some maybe it's just a squatter, you know. That shit happens. Crackheads just bust in your house and fucking sleep. I don't know the area. I don't know Corpus Christi. I don't know if they have fucking it's like a ghetto if it's nice. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm well versed in the Corpus Christi uh crackhead uh, community, I feel like. Doc, all I know about Texas is Dallas Cowboys, red state, <laughs> fucking guns everywhere, and they got horns, great barbecue. Yeah, and they love football. Everybody yeah. in the fucking everybody in the states out on a Friday night for high school ball. Yeah, yeah, oh, shit. A lot of Texas. stirrups and uh, cowboy hats and stirrups. That's right. Blue jeans. Uh, the Spurs. They got Spurs. fucking. They got a fucking team named after it for Christ's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> the San Antonio jingly cowboy boot thingies. I, I gotta say this though. So okay. I heard like the best thirty second like news anchor clip of all fucking time. Okay. I was okay. watching this this documentary about this girl who has Munchausen syndrome, which you probably know that because you listen to Eminem when you were 16. But for anybody right. that doesn't know, Munchausen syndrome is basically it's a disease where you're not actually sick, but your caregiver like makes you believe you're sick and treats you like you're sick. Oh. Like we'll be like convinced you have cancer or something like that. So you eventually actually do develop physical ailments and sicknesses because like you're under the impression that you're fucking super sick. Yeah. So watch this documentary on this girl that had it. Um, it's called like Mommy Dearest or dead dead mommy dearest or something like that uh i don't know anyway uh so this girl has munchausen syndrome her mom makes her believe that she has cancer and like all these fucked up things and she has nothing and she ends up growing up and killing her mom um with the help of this like dude that she met on a dating app who's like a fucking like this is a true story this is a true story yeah man this is a true story like they interview the girl and everything oh. like in the documentary like from jail like right now um so the guy that she dates, though, is this like fucking like 4chan. Like he I think he has Asperger's syndrome. They say that in it. But he's like into like like furry, like drawings, like weird, like bestiality sex stuff. Yeah, dude. And he he basically like starts talking to this girl and she's like mentally a child because she yeah. hasn't left her house and has been fucked with. Right. So they're, they're introducing in the documentary the boyfriend. OK. And then it cuts to a news clip, like a real news clip from their city. Okay. And they introduces and they're explaining this kid <laughs> they go <laughs> a local like man has been arrested they call him the mcdonald's masturbator for going to a mcdonald's and like fondling himself in public and and Haley and i are seeing this and we're fucking dying laughing right the delivery on this news anchor is incredible and there's a pause right after he says okay you know fondling himself in a mcdonald's pause for nine hours and, I, <laughs> and dude, my, my laughter accelerated through the roof bro <laughs> like it was nine hours nine hours nobody thought to call anybody about hey this? there's like, a weird guy in the corner looking at like bestiality porn touching himself it's been about seven hours leave me be give me another give me a refill of my coffee like maybe the, do you think the place was like not there was not enough customers that day. They're like, we don't have to do anything. People can just sit on the other side of the room. There's like he's four not, people he's not here. bothering anybody. And then right. eventually it's like, okay, now he's not. Now he's touching himself. All right, it's it's been enough, sir. <laughs> now now he's standing on the table and he's just full stroking himself. <laughs> right? ah, like, Szechuan right. sauce. Call the sheriff. Like, bring him in. 
Yeah. Whoa. It's just like we were already laughing at the fucking guy's delivery and the pause and the comedic timing to then drop the nine hour line. A 10 out of 10 best news anchor clip I've ever seen. Fucking howling with laughter. Well, hey, look, we, we're, we're summarizing some uh, classic elements of comedy in this episode. You know, rule of threes. Um, it's all about, you know, timing as delivery. That's, you know, you come to fucking A, you get laughs and you get a lesson in laughter. Fucking A, a lesson in laughter. A lesson in laughter, eh? That's your Coming to a t-shirt. Yeah, come into a t-shirt near you. Can't wait to see your, like, you know, Photoshop on your phone fucking mock-up of that one. You know what, motherfucker? I'd like to see you do better. <laughs> you talking that you. shit. I'm going to send you. You have any idea how many of those I'm going to send you tonight now? Yeah, you're going to make a million of them. You're going to be sitting on your couch with your girlfriend just like, you know, hey, baby, nice movie. Masturbating nice for nine hours. It's like a guy coming through some McDonald's like arches. <laughs> <laughs> uh be prepared my friend yo, yo, i gotta prepared. i gotta keep it in the realm of mcdonald's here because this is related. okay so you ever played the game among us or do you know about that game i know of it yeah i haven't okay, played so it this, this popular game came out it's called among us and it's a fun party game it's been popular over the pandemic here basically you play as little aliens in a ship and one person is an imposter and you got to try to figure out what your friends is like trying to kill you it's it's a fun little game here so it's like an imposter sounds like perfect game for this right up for us exactly right. right so a uh a McDonald's chicken McNugget has been sold for $999,997, almost $100,000, because it resembles the shape of an Among Us character. Doug, it's a fucking nugget with two little stubs on the end of it, and this shit sold for a hundred grand on eBay, bro. He started yeah. at 99 cents, and the bids went up 184 fucking bids, all the way up to 100 grand. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go get some McNuggets and just carve one. And just—that's an investment, bro. Why don't just, we? Why don't we become McNugget artists? We'll just buy McNuggets and get like little, you know, those like art knives. Those like really thin ones. We'll just carve them into beautiful port and then sell them on eBay. That's a fucking genius idea. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're shit enough at it, and it would be trolly enough that it might fucking take off like this. That people would be like, <laughs> but hold <laughs> on. This. But hold on, we we're we're working with a, a limited shape, so it's gonna have to be things that come in sort of oval, squarish shapes. You know what I mean? So so hmm. we we no, can't get not, too elaborate. You know? Yes, you can. You're not thinking inside the box. I can make a I could make dice. We could make a, okay. a craps game. <laughs> we could run it. We could go down to the local alley in in a, in a lower impoverished area, and we could play craps with our McNugget die. Hey guys, uh, we're gonna play with my dice and just roll out some fried chicken Rolling and see what trips. happens. Just squish, squish. <laughs> Pow! <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? Oh, uh, I think we're onto I, something though. Uh, so I'm sorry, it sold. This isn't like an NFT thing. This is this is no. This is a real chicken McNugget that sold chicken. for a hundred grand. Yep. So uh, this good quote too. The food product has an average expiration of about fourteen days and will be delivered prior to expiration. The listing states. <laughs> a little FedEx Express. I mean, for a hundred thousand dollars, I'll drive it to you. Like, well, we've seen what happens with McDonald's. You leave it in a closet for fucking five years, and it just comes out like a hard yeah. hockey puck, right? That's like, right. It's, it's cool, it's fine, it exactly it's no biggie. The it looks the same. I wouldn't eat it, but like, it doesn't look any different. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Fuck. Yeah. I leave my I leave a a kiwi in the fruit bowl for too long that falls underneath and it rots out, and my whole apartment stinks. That's now, the like person who the person who bought it, I mean, the guy who sold it is is like literally the luckiest man alive but the guy who bought it i mean 
how much money do you have that you can just like how do you tell anybody about that i don't fucking know dog he's got probably got oil money yo he's probably got fuck you saudi arabia money or maybe crypto money crypto pre-crash money is what he's got and he spent the whole pandemic just playing among us investing in dogecoin memes bro that's memes right there like the the guy put it up at 99 cents it wasn't like he was like trying to make bank off it he was just like haha it's an among us mcnugget 99 cents how do i make a hundred thousand dollars for the lulls you know what do i have to do you got to grow it organically bro it's got to be something like this right you know you got to just you got to roll with it it's fucking a to the moon oh how about uh how about uh latest the latest in dan's adventures in the stock market so oh how you doing you losing so a few weeks ago, I, I decided to sell all my shit off and I was actually just going to cash money out because I don't like the app that I use. And I was like, fuck it. I, I'm just going to I might like pull it out and then like actually find like a service I like so I can use that instead. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I fucked around. And I left it in there anyway. So I um, at the time I had a hunch about something, but I didn't do anything with it. And I went on with my life. But this week on Tuesday morning at about 930 in the morning, I put all my money into AMC um right before it doubled in the day but i didn't get in on the start of the day i got in like an hour in so i ended up turning like 200 bucks into like 300 and something bucks in like a day just because that's my play but wait there's more so i had two ideas going into wednesday and the ideas were sell immediately at open because it's i i from experience i was like i'm pretty sure it's going to go way down in the morning and then i'll buy back in and then it'll go up and then i'll sell it again and i'll make more but the the but the philosophy i've had when doing this is that every time i come up with a scheme i always am wrong and the only times i'm ever right is when i go with my my like initial gut and my initial gut was like do the opposite don't sell it opening because it's going to keep going up and what happened it went down in the fucking morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then in my panic on Thursday, I held it again. And in the end, I ended up making about $13 total. And I, I love it. <laughs> the whole Every thing. second of it. So I'm back again into the category of I fucking hate this shit and I'm out. Now, the hunch I had about a month ago was when AMC was like 12 bucks, I was going to put all my money into it for fun because I thought that was a good idea. I thought... The Americans are going to open their movie theaters soon and AMC is going to be back in business and at least it'll get a bump. If I had put the 200 bucks I had in, then last week I would have made 1200 bucks in a day. And you can bet your ass I would have fucking gotten out of it then and never gone back. <laughs> like, never gone back. Make it like a bandit. No, I fucked that up. So as, as, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, if you want good financial advice, ask me what I'm doing and then don't do that. Well, look, you did you did the same to yourself. You asked yourself, what are you doing? And you did the opposite and you still fucked it up. So I'm like I'm not meant what? to be rich, dog. Me neither, bro. I don't I'm not smart with that shit. You got to diversify. I'm never going to be posing in front of a Lamborghini on Instagram with like Gucci shades on. It ain't happening. Yeah, it was like me in college. I was like, like no, in college after. I was like, yo, I'm going to invest a little bit of money. And you're like, be careful. Yeah, it didn't go well. <laughs> it's what I mean. It's like, yeah. you. it seems so simple. It can only go up or down. Yep. This, this is a good odds. 
I got hard, this. Hard cap myself, and it just like backfired completely. And I laughed, and I'm like, I don't know. Nope, I'm not simple. This. Just back to regular, simple, long term investing. Yeah, you go from like making like, oh, I made like 70 bucks. That was sick. And then it's like, oh, I lost 400. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, well, shit. Uh, try to claw it's, back that 70. Oh, I'll make a little. <laughs> nope. Nope. You lost 200 more. Like, okay. It's just gambling. It is. Especially if you don't, if you're not like well versed in it, you're just gambling. Oh, it's 100% Pretty just much. gambling. Like, if you don't know what's going on. Let me take you to the realm of science again. Another study for you. I'm all about educating. Yeah, you know? enlighten me. Learn Dropping me. knowledge. Teach me. A study was conducted on 14,661 songs over okay. the time period of 1958 to 2016, analyzing the lyrical content of the music. The purpose of the study was to see if the idea of simplicity in song lyrics was true and whether there were numbers to back up the idea that the lyrics of popular music have become increasingly simple over the years. Now we've been to, we've had this conversation in the past that, that that's the case. And I've heard people tell stories before about mm -hmm. how they've heard that, but this, this study was like, we're going to get into like actual like analysis of it data wise and, and see if it's true. In the years when more novel song choices were produced, the average lyrical simplicity of the songs entering the United States Billboard charts was greater. This cross-temporal relationship was robust when controlling for a range of cultural and ecological factors and playing multiple blah, 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 blah. We did science in a good way. That makes sense. <laughs> Simply put, simpler songs entering the charts were more successful, reaching higher chart positions, especially in years when more unique songs were produced. So when there is a wider selection, the cream that rises is the simple shit. Man, our we're monkeys, dog. We're monkeys. We come back to this every fucking week. It's, <laughs> they've just basically, like pop music, I say pop because it's popular for a fucking reason, right. has realized it's formulaic and our brains are fucking archaic. And all they do is just prey on the fact that our brains love simplicity. Really simple, easy melodies. Boom, boom, bop. Boom, boom, bop, boom, 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 bop. Your brain like likes simple shit like that, right? And then you, we've yeah. had so much of it. You put a little twist on it, and you're like, "That's new! Holy fuck!" And you can't stop listening to it. You're like, "Yeah!" And then you play it a thousand times, and the next one comes out. I realized this week that that I like that every time the weekend makes a song that's popular, I'm like, "That motherfucker just always in my head." Mm -hmm. Like, and then when I, and I was thinking about the study and all that, and then, and then I realized that the the tune that was playing in my head over and over again this week was. Like that's four notes. Like so, it's a. You're right, and it's the same. Everybody, like all the neuroscience and psychology shit you can read in the world is available for anyone to read. And someone in music can be like, "Oh, look at this. People are dumb. They like simple things. What do we? Your brain lights up when I only play three notes. I guess I'm playing three. Okay, I'm just gonna play. It's like even like the we were just talking about conspiracy misinformation. Like the people who do that stuff do it because it works. Because someone has to sell this these fucking you know pseudo pills to people because they want to buy them. They're like, I feel unmanly and I need alpha man brain pills. So Joe Rogan's gonna sell me this shit because they're gonna buy it. So you might as well sell them their dumb shit. It works, God. People, and that's the thing, right? You just market it to people. They'll fucking, they'll eat it up. They'll fucking eat it up. Now, I have more. 
Several lines of evidence suggest that people may have baseline preferences for songs with simpler lyrics. One of the most widely known phenomena in psychology is, a, is the mere exposure effect, a phenomenon where repeated exposure to a non-averse stimulus increases, pre increases preference for it, which in regular words is people like simple shit. And the more you listen to that simple shit, the more you're going to like that the simple more, shit. Yeah, I maybe didn't like that weekend song at first or it didn't do anything to me. But the more I've heard, duh, 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 my brain's like, oh, yeah, give me more of that. Spice. More and more. Spicy. Give him a tune. fucking Ooh. Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> One implication of this principle for the present question is that simpler, more repetitive lyrics as these pieces essentially have this effect baked into them and thus may tend to be preferred all other things being equal. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know. So why is this the case? Because we're monkeys. Humans, this, I actually had a, somebody say this to me. I had that one doctor I talked to the one time say this to me. Humans are cognitive misers. I don't know what that means exactly, but it means I've monkeys. Heard it before. Yeah, it means, it means monkeys. monkeys. <laughs> uh, people have limited information processing capacities. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Has anybody listened to this podcast before? Fucking this, monkeys, bro. And we I told are known you. to conserve mental resources. Consequently, humans often use shortcuts in their decision making. For example, when confronted with the task of evaluating persuasive messages or complex decision environments, people are more likely to use heuristics or peripheral cues other and other automatic cognitive processes to evaluate these messages if their resources are limited in some fashion. You want me to give you the, the, the layman's term for that? Please translate. Monkeys in pit. Monkey see other monkey peeling banana. Monkey doesn't want to peel banana. Monkey wait. Other monkey peels banana. Monkey take banana from other monkey and eat banana. Job done. Why oh peel banana when God. can take banana from other monkey? Yeah. You're a cognitive <laughs> fucking a, a couple of cognitive misers. You fucking cognitive miser. <laughs> Drop that shit. Next time you get into an argument with somebody, you're a fucking cognitive miser. What? <laughs> what? You, did you say I got the Pfizer? I had to move that Moderna, man. What the fuck? You show up with the switchblade again. There's a Moderna gang here. <laughs> it's like West Side Story, like snapping down an alley. We're like, <laughs> oh, it's the Pfizer bros. They're going to show down with the Moderna gang. <laughs> What's that? I, I can't snap my fingers. I got too much hair grease on them. Sliding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want more science yeah keep me in the science realm i'll keep you educate, in the science realm. educate me dog you did all this the work podcast last is week. for us this isn't for the people it's for us <laughs> i want to learn no I'm we're a... sharing with the... we're about we're about making people better one episode at a okay time. but we got to give them simple shit they're a bunch of fucking cognitive misers we got monkeys yeah. listening he's fucking cognitive miser you you but you know what listeners you bunch of cognitive <laughs> fucking misers you want us to ask you dumb questions so you can answer them while you're driving in your car or listening on the subway. Stop talking about smart shit and talk about playing bongos on Jeff Bezos' head. <laughs> Goofy fucking goobers. Come back next week. We'll, we'll, we'll try to entertain you again. The sad okay. part is that's the true answer. That's reality. It is true. <laughs> that's, why we're, that's why we're limited in growth. 
just like just like our actual physical bodies limited yeah. in growth i hit my peak at episode 26 26 <laughs> so we're gonna go go back and listen to episode 26 and tell us what you think was that matt's peak email the podcast if any podcast at gmail.com a new yeah. book has come out in the uk called friends understanding the power of our most important relationships it's written by oxford university professor robin dunbar an expert in evolutionary psychology the book touches on the limit in the number of stable relationships friends that people can hold at any given time now Matt, what do you think the number is how many stable relationships or friendships do you think people can maintain at a, maintain at a given time it's going to be super low it's going to be like four three or four how many podcasts can one person be a part of at any given moment in time you can do as many as you want but how good are they going to be <laughs> Well, if anybody who knows me, it's a little iffy. The answer is 150. Oh, okay. Does okay. that sound right to you? No, not at all. 150 friends. Well, like you could have like, like what, what do you define as a friend? And what's a relationship? Because like, for example, my girlfriend and then like, I don't know, the guy at the water cooler at work are, are a both technically friends, but like it's not the same shit. Like I wouldn't say I need to upkeep the water cooler. Guy, well, you know, there's levels to this. Literally, literally, there's levels to this. So Professor Dunbar touches on an idea about friendship circles. The circles, right in the middle. Okay. Bullseye. Your intimates. Now the intimates number is funny because there's <laughs> numbers for each level. Because what do you think the intimates number is? It's gonna be higher than one. It has to be. <laughs> it's like. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's 1.5. Yeah, there you go. It's like See? half the people are going to cheat. The other half are polygamous. Yeah, yeah the open minded, isn't it? Eh? Like they're very like, yeah, it's definitely not one. Although, I mean, in this generation, I always read that like everybody's having sex and dating lost these in this generation. And it's like so maybe it's actually under one. Maybe it's like 0. 0.7 or something like that. Oh, oh, yeah. You, can't, you don't have an intimate relationship. That's right. Yeah, there's a what lot of uh, there's a lot of hairy palms out there right now. Now, next is the close friends circle. Best friends. Good friends. Regular friends, which is the 150 level. Mm. OK, so 150 friends doesn't seem that to me. But I mean, I'm a serious introvert. That does not seem possible to me that you can have 150 friends. Well, that's what I was wondering, like what the definition is, right? Because like I got friends from college who I haven't talked to in, you know, obviously five or six years. Like, do you remember fucking Kramer? Like, I consider that guy my friend. I haven't talked to that fucking guy in years. The <laughs> William, the guy that lived Whatever on the floor above us. Yes, yes. Yeah, that is yeah like I'd say that guy's a friend. Like I play basketball with him. He's a good guy. I still see some of his posts on Facebook, but like I'm talking to him for fucking that's, seven years. That's fair. I don't I don't know what the criteria would be. That's for... what I'm saying. Where, where do we cut it? Right. Because we're talking like real true friendships. Yeah. No, nah, hundred. No, nah. no, no. Now, wait, there's more circles. After that is the acquaintances. Okay. 500 people. 500 acquaintances. I mean, you would see these people once every like four years. Like, how could you possibly? Yeah, that's a known, known names, 1,500. And the outside circle of all known faces, 5,000. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could Do see that. You remember 5,000 faces? Yeah, probably. Honestly, I identify. Uh, I, I see people out in like public that I'm like, uh, I've seen you at Bay Subway Station, like breakdancing before. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> You, you can you can identify some people. <laughs> a personal friend, of course. Yeah, that's a, that's a friend. We've upgraded that one. 
Now, here's a couple of highlights from the book. Quote, falling in love will cost you two friendships, according to this professor. If you meet a new person, fall in love and get married, then you're investing a lot of time and mental energy into that relationship. And from our data, it seems that most people essentially sacrifice two people. Think about it in these terms. You meet a new person, so you have six in your inner circle. Somebody has to go, but the person is taking up two rations. So you end up losing two people who drop into the next circle who effectively push two more people out and downwards and downwards. I'm going to kind of sounds up, like bullshit, doesn't it? I'm going to call up bit? some people I haven't talked to in a while and I'm going to I'm going to tell them, be like, the reason I don't hang out with you anymore <laughs> is because I got a girlfriend. You fucking loser. Click. Hang up. <laughs> well, you might as well do that for two people and actually just ax them right out. Right. Yeah. Like just a button. Oh, by the way, I'm blocking your number after this message. Click. <laughs> I like the idea of the you essentially sacrifice two people. I mean, there's nothing says love like putting two of your friends under the guillotine and taking their heads, right? Oh, the French. The French. Yeah. They love to kill people. That's the French, that's French love for you. Profess their love and then put you on the guillotine. So, Matt, as you were in love, who do you eliminate? What podcast co-host are you phasing out of your life? Well, my inner circle... <laughs> I, it's pretty small, so I'm okay. I'm fortunate enough. I don't got to cut anybody out. I already did that years ago. I already cut those people. You know what I'm saying? Right. My friends from from Oshawa. Bye bye. I don't see you anymore. I moved away to a new city shh, with my shh, girlfriend. Shh. You're all shh, cut. Shut up. We need them to listen to the show and tell people about it. They don't listen to this shit. I don't tell them about it. We're not fucking friends anymore. Losers. Wow. Now one other tidbit. Of I miss information. you all so much. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, it's I okay, do. baby. I do. It's okay. It's okay. Now it says uh, he also apparently says it takes about two hundred hours of investment in the space of a few months to move a stranger into being a good friend. That's a lot of time. It's a lot of two hundred hours. Yeah, and again, like what kind? Like two hundred hours in your presence. Like, what like, are you doing? Yeah. Like, how many walks in the park? Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, get a move in in a few months. Two hundred hours. It's like that's like it's like eight full days. Like you just you know, we should just do shrooms for eight days and then yeah, we'll be friends. Just say that's not going to start like going up to strangers. Hey, man, so I read the study that says we have to spend 200 hours together within three month period. But I think if we just did shrooms for eight days, we become really good friends. So I'm going to lock you into a room now and we're going to force feed you drugs. Come with me. Go down to Queens Park with a sign that just says looking for someone to take part in a 200 hour friendship experiment. And see what you can find. One hundred percent, get somebody that would walk up to you and be like, "What's up, man? That sounds rad, bro." He dressed like Eric Andre with fucking like bottles of ranch on his hip. <laughs> you just, dude, you just take him up the street. And be like, "Let's go to the museum. We're going to start this off right. Go look at some dinosaurs." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I, I honestly, you could probably get some success in fucking Queen's Park with that shit. You really could. Well, I mean, you know, we're all looking for friends. As you can see, as people are falling in love, they're just shedding friends off all over the world. So there's a bunch of people. There's a bunch of people aimlessly wandering around the streets of, of any city anywhere who are just like, oh, I, I had a friend, but he got a girlfriend and I don't see him anymore. Um, now I go to Starbucks alone. I just uh, I just watch Netflix and eat TV dinners most nights now. Really? I just did an adult thing I had a TV dinner in my freezer. I've been there for too long. I threw it out. I threw it out. I said I'm above TV dinners. You know here we, you know, we 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 celebrate growth here at fucking A. Nicely done. Well done. Thanks, man. You're a good man. Thanks, man. 
you're really uh you're really coming coming of age I you had know? to make room for the Jamaican patties that I can immediately make in the microwave. That's, that's a fucking upgrade to me. I'm not going <laughs> to dis. I'm not going to disrespect that. That's that's. I would do the same thing. Wait, which TV dinner was it? Hungry okay. man. It. Well, listen, listen. It was the hungry man. Listen, the chicken tender, the fried chicken one. I knew but, it. I, listen, I, but listen. But it was the buffalo one, and so it's covered in buffalo sauce, and it just is not. It's not good. I don't like them. No, really? no bueno. No bueno. You'd love it. You fucking love sloppy sauce shit. You get like wings from the fucking grocery store and you're like, these are delicious. I'm like, these are good. Use me. Sully, my my good name here on this show. I know you and your TV dinners. Actually, I I don't think I have eaten a hungry man dinner since we were in college. Um, I was actually I was actually impressed. I came over to your house. I'm like, oh, good. You are cooking. Glad. Thumbs up, man. Hey, you're what doing well. For <laughs> Do it well for yourself. Although, man. you know what? That's actually like kind of a thing these days, as I understand. I think I think I've heard before that like most people in our generation like literally cannot cook. And then the generation below us is like completely hopeless. They're like, how do you make toast? You're like, what? Like, how do you make scrambled I, eggs? Like, I found a girl that loves to cook and I just come and do the dishes, bro. It's a symbiotic relationship. It works fantastic. Fantastic. So you're so if she ever gets sick of your ass, you're gonna I'm be fucked. sitting in hungry man dinners. Oh, I see. Who's talking shit now, bro? <laughs> here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. She actually the reason she's with me, okay, is because she cooks fantastically. But when it comes to making things like craft dinner and pierogies and and, and freezer freezer quick food, she. I am superior because that's, I have more experience. That, in that's cooking why the she's with you. Yeah, I she's, make the best craft dinner, bro. She's I with make you the best craft dinner. <laughs> I came home from work one night and she had made craft dinner and it was like she took like two bites out of it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And she was sad. She's like, it's not as good as when you make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I think I think next in your long line of creation is going to be the cookbook. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, dog. You know, that'd no. be great. That'd be like we you. You know, we just said somebody just sold a piece of chicken for a hundred thousand dollars. You can't sell me a cookbook full of like well-made crap. Okay, Come Matt's on. like Matt's like cookbook would be literally like okay, open a freezy, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> now do it four more times at three a.m. in the bed. That's still, <laughs> dude. That would still sell. <laughs> be like a little sell, no, like a little, it probably would a little a little tiny like mini book, you know, like ninety pages or something. A novella book for the 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 American Hikikomoro. <laughs> it's the Japanese people that don't know like we'll call it hermits. We'll, we'll call it Matt's cognitive miser cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be subtitled. You want simple motherfuckers, and it'll just be nothing Pro but easy tip. shit. Put three quarters of the cheese powder in your craft dinner, and save the final four to <laughs> sprinkle on top for some extra flavoring. <laughs> <laughs> Pour that this in is, your coffee. This is a revolutionary man. <laughs> That's what I mean. You guys want to make amazing nachos? Get round Tostitos, put them on a plate, and just grate cheese on top of them and put them straight in the microwave. So delicious. How many, oh, times? How many times? Have I done that? How many times okay. did we do that in college where we we're both like, yeah, put some really cheese on that? <laughs> dude Haley made nachos the other night and was like putting stuff together she's like what do you want on yours i'm like uh just cheese and some uh just cheese and she looked at me and was like 
sugar head and disappointment. You started putting like olives and tomatoes on hers. And I was like, yeah, give me some salsa. She's looking at you thinking, I'm I'm living with a cognitive miser. This Dog, I, I'm a crumb of fucking crayon eater for sure. Like <laughs> are you a crayon is. eater or a glue sniffer? I don't never sniff paste. I ate it. Come on. You did you actually eat paste? I like I was that kid in class that would be people like eat paste and I was like, <laughs> it's funny, okay. <laughs> have I have I told before on this show the time you I was like I was like drink that you you were thawed one of those frozen cans of juice to make thawed into pure syrup. So you were about to make it. And I just looked at you and was like, I'll give you $5 to drink that whole thing right now. And there was no, you know, you ask anybody to do something for $5. So it was like a back and forth. And like, you so were just, just like, <laughs> okay. And you picked it up, <laughs> drank the whole thing. And we're like, mm, it's really sweet. And I'm like, you just drank a cup. You just drank a cup of syrup. It was fucking disgusting though, dude. <laughs> Shit's so gross. It was a good time. It's pure sugar. I think, I think somewhere there's a video of that. And I think I, still have it but i have no idea where i don't know dude i don't know someday i, I, I forget it. there's so many things that come up in this that you you'll tell me old memories that i forgot about like the time that i passed out in the kitchen making pierogies like and you brought <laughs> that i was like oh yeah i forgot about that like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're just sitting around you just hear slam and you're like <laughs> are you <laughs> what? dog i walk into the kitchen and i'm like what the fuck i'm like am i gonna have to call you an ambulance you're just like i'm fine <laughs> Just give me a minute. I forgot that. that was you just so... lay, You were just like, I'm like, can I help you? You're like, nope. I'm just gonna lay here for a minute. I'll be, I'll be just fine. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just found you collapsed on the floor. Usually, that's like, oh no, emergency. It's like, an no, emergency. Don't worry. No, I'm oh, cool, okay. bro. It's got a little lightheaded there. No biggie. No biggie. Hadn't eaten for four days. Smoked too big of a bowl and stood up. No biggie. You were so close to eating too. The pierogies were almost fresh no, out I of know. the oven. I was trying, right? I was trying to address the issue. I should have told you to feed me on the floor. Like, give me the pierogies. <laughs> <laughs> pierogies. If you had milked it to do that, be like, oh, I can't get up, but I need the food. You're going to have to feed me pierogies. Oh, I'm dying. My last wish is to. Can you melt <laughs> some cheese on those? <laughs> <laughs> Could you cook a little bacon and like sprinkle it on top? But, oh, I'm so hurt. Help me. Oh, feed me. <laughs> feed me. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah, well, my finest. What's the kind of love and appreciation that that we can? We started the episode with love. We're gonna end it with love. All right. Um, we we love Matt and I both love each and every one of you listeners very much. This has been episode thirty-seven Cognitive of the fucking po- a podcast. The fucking has been episode thirty-seven of the fucking podcast. You <laughs> cognitive miser fucks. Come back again for episode thirty-eight. Screamish people where we start just yelling at you right off the jump. There's no intro. There's no nothing. It's just yeah. us l- lamenting how shit you are. Yeah, that's we were turning into a motto. You know, there's a lot of podcasts out there. They're going to give you a lot of positive self-talk. We're going to try a different approach. You know, this is how trends get started. We're going to start the uh, pure shame and angry yelling motivation program. It sounds like some like Chris Sky shit. This is like an idea he would try that. uh Names forbidden on this podcast, unfortunately. Yeah, we're not allowed on that. On the, we're on the network that says no, no Chris guys allowed. <laughs> no, he's like on the show tomorrow. I think not our show, but he's on our jeans. He's on Dean's show tomorrow. He's yeah. coming back. Oh, he's coming back on again. I don't oh, know. He must be coming coming to you live from the penitentiary, I guess. But I can't wait till he screams about to Dean about evidence and <laughs> just ignores the fact that he's like a bleak. We're gonna have to ask back. Dean. Be like, can you uh, can you ask him to? to... 
to perform his latest freedom rap for us? I would love yeah. to know if he's got any uh, music he wants to share. Yeah, he's probably got some simple beats. Oh, I made this myself. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Coming boom, to you live. Boom, boom, boom. It's going to be on every radio station. It's the anti-COVID beat. What's it? Plandemic P with his new anti-COVID hit. Reach up to the Chris sky. <laughs> Wave your mask as high. No vaccines for me. Stop giving them. I'm PB free. That's right. Ain't no vaccine for me. No chips. No chips. Uh, Pfizer yeah. bro from one Pfizer bro to the other. Yo, it's, uh, bumps, I'm glad to see bumps you. Bumps to the screen, bro. Bumps to the camera. I got you. Uh, watch out, bloods over the Moderna gang. We're coming for you. Right up on your ass. I bet you all sat there for your 12 minutes and passed the fuck out in your chairs. That's right. Like bitches you are. Yeah. When you, you guys, when you a, fucking Moderna's, when you got, when you got your fucking vaccine, the needle went in, you were like, oh, 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 it's so bad. Oh, we were like, <laughs> I didn't, oh, geez. Us Viso kids, man. They just popped in and we were like, what? You're done already. Didn't That's even funny. feel it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, fellow, fellow Pfizer bros, you can, you can reach the podcast. You want to send us an email, co- questions, comments, concerns. Hilarious things from your life or the world at large that you'd like to share. F N E H podcast at gmail.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at fucking a podcast. You know, we're around. We don't we're have there. much to do. We're just pandemic. Yeah. Chilling. We're still doing our thing. We answer all DMS. We do. You s- send me a you up. I'll respond. Right. <laughs> yeah. <do it. laughs> Hit up on up. Twitter. He's ready to talk. Dan's up in the day. I'm up at night. We're That's always. Yeah, we up. got shift work on the socials. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully, Matt will respond to you. Unlike me, who completely ghosted you the other day by accident. I didn't mean yeah, to do read that. All my messages, dude. I TSM didn't mean to do that. I, I wouldn't tell me what that. channel the game was on. It was like Sports Center, and I was clicking on every single one, and the game wasn't coming up, and it was on a commercial break, so I couldn't tell which one it actually was. Dog, I swear. I never read those messages. So when I saw them, I was like, what the fuck? I didn't read these. Why would I just ignore you asking for a yeah, channel? It was literally like I was sending it. It was like blue. It was like delivered blue, red check mark, blue, red check mark, blue, red check mark. That's fucked. There's no way. That's that's I computer. Someone's trying to someone's trying to cause a rift in this podcast. I believe you because there's no way you would just like fucking read that while we're talking about ball and just not answer me. Like, you're just, it's true. That's not that's not you, right? You're in my close circle of friends, right? So. That's true. I'm not one of the people you've sacrificed. I w- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but better be careful. If my intimates go from one to one and a half to two, then th- so if your intimates go from one to two, do you then have to cut two more friends out of your circle? Yeah, you Is it like cheating on your wife so now you have less friends? He's like, I don't have time for you. Is guys. that what happens? I got, I got two wives right some now. Some guy cheats on his wife and then he's like, I got it's so much work to keep up the two girl, no, the wife and the girlfriend. Happens. And like, I can't, I got no time for my friends. No, here's what happens you start, you don't have time for your other wife. You know what I'm saying? So you cut her out your life and then eventually you can't get away with it anymore and it blows up. Oh, so you, you cheat on your wife. You cut out who your wife and your kid. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. basically that's like, pretty much it. And they're like, that's not around now. very much. Yeah. Dad's got a girlfriend. Oh, hey, this professor was on to something. Anyway, keep your loved ones close, everybody. Um, you know, <laughs> try not to be such cognitive misers again. Fucking bastards. But if you are still, I'm sure you'll enjoy this show for another episode so come back for episode 38 bring a friend tell a friend tell the world how much you love this show matt fade me out adios peeps have a great podcasters out music in have a great what have a great what
Man. Have a great day. Yeah. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great life because I can't keep up with all you people. You're not in my intimate circle. Yeah. So at some point here, I'm going to have to cut you off. So I'm Make- just... Making it easier. Make fucking A part of your intimate circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Don't put the spiders in my applesauce. Took pins out my hand grenade. Somebody said that I deserve to die. I looked him in the eye, said the devil's not circumcised. Who put spiders in my applesauce? Took the pins out my hand grenade. Somebody tell me I deserve to die. I looked him in the eye, said the devil not circumcised. So play me a song on the guitar. Look, I got a rainforest in my cigar. There's knots in my yo-yo string. Put a crown on my stallion. I'm the polo king. I fell in love with a go-go dancer. She a single mom. The underdog like to play the game with Diddy Kong. She the god type. Throw the bitch a Klondike. Everything is alright. See, it's written in the songs. I told her I'd get rich off my little songs. Gave her a million reasons that she should come along. Immediately, she dropped her shit. But everywhere I go, they told me, watch your bitch. I guess I got another one. Good vibrations, Mark, Mark and the Funky Bunch. I put the gourmet flavors inside the honey blunt. Got my head underwater, but I ain't coming up. Fuck air. My bitch ass is like a plump hair. And she ain't pretty or ugly. I say she's just fair. Just fair. Man, this life is unfair. Okay, I'm parking lot pimp and I got nothing to love. And I'ma do this till I'm a hundred and two. Why you trying to stunt when we stuntin' on you? I said I'm parking lot pimp and I got nothing to do. And I'ma do this till I'm a hundred and two. Why you trying to stunt when we stuntin' on you? Stuntin' over. When the journalism had its peak You play the background You just a member of the faculty I'm actually out here decision making Had to get my shit together I was missing payments I just pray to God that my lady isn't famous She threw the gown on and we hit the banquet She got her own story Just let the bitch explain it Matt I think the girl that you're speaking about was in fact the same chick, late night, creeping out, sneaking out. My homie knew her, told me peep it out, found out she was twerking, found out she wasn't working. The whole game switched with my man here, got me rolling in a circle, top down, blowing purple. Seen the parking lot, I'm about to crawl up like a turtle. I said, seen the parking lot, I'm about to crawl up like a turtle. Swank. Switching lane to lane, still tipping, trunk up, top down, call it parking lot, pit Mike Jones. Switching lane to lane, still tipping, trunk up, top down, call it parking lot, pit Okay, back. I'm parking lot, pit and I got nothing to lose. And I'ma do this till I'm a hundred and two. Why you trying to stunt when we stuntin' on you?